Today we celebrate the solemnity of the most holy body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this solemnity follows Pentecost, the coming of the Spirit, and Trinity Sunday, being people of the Trinity in relationship with one another. And today I'd like to focus on an attitude of gratitude and our call to be thankful to our God who has blessed us in so many ways. And I'd like to go to the first reading for just a moment from the book of Deuteronomy. God of the Old Testament was calling the people of Israel, his chosen people, to remember to be grateful for all that he had done for them. Let's not forget what he did. He led them out of slavery, out of Egypt, fed them in the desert, made sure they had water, and he led them to the Promised Land. And yet, throughout Israel's history, they constantly complained. And Deuteronomy is reminding them to be thankful for what God had done for them. So let me ask you a question. Now you know, when I ask you a question, I'm asking myself a question too. Because it's so important that we do these things together. When was the last time in your prayer, or when you woke up, or when you went to bed, that you maybe looked up and said, thank you, God, for all the blessings in my life. Thank you for my family, my friends, my faith, my shelter. I have to be honest with you, and this is very difficult for me, excuse me. About two weeks ago, I was very, very deep in prayer. And I just started crying. Uncontrollably. And I know why. Because I have not been the grateful disciple that I'm called to be. I take so many things for granted. Folks, I have a family who loves me. I have you, my family of faith, who cares deeply about me. I have a wonderful staff here. Friends from 40 and 50 years ago. I'm still friends with my lifelong friend, Vinny, and, and all my friends from high school. Those are all blessings from my God and I forget to be thankful. And this pandemic, more than anything, has really helped me personally, each and every day, to start saying thank you when I wake up, or thank you when I go to bed, or thank you when I pray. You know, there's lots of different kinds of prayer, but prayer of thanksgiving is wonderful. 
And sometimes maybe if you're like me, you don't do that enough. You know, living is more than just an accumulation of the activities in a given day. We sleep, we eat, we work, we read, we do whatever it is that we need to do. But there's more to life than that, folks. You know that and I know that. You see, living is knowing who we are and understanding that all that we have is a gift from our God who loves us beyond our wildest imagination, like I talked about last week on Trinity Sunday. A God who loves us deeper than the ocean, higher than any sky, more than we could ever imagine. Did you know that the happiest people in the world are thankful people? So if you want more joy in your life, be more thankful. Something else you may or may not have known, <coughs> Eucharist, the term Eucharist means thanksgiving. I'd like to share a story with you. Some of you who come here regularly may have heard this before. When I was a young priest back in 1993, I went to the Holy Land for the very first time. We got off a eight and a half, nine hour flight. We took our bags and we went to our first site. We didn't even go to the hotel, we went to our first site. And the first site was the Church of the Annunciation, okay, where the G angel Gabriel came to Mary and announced to her that she would be the mother of God. And there I was standing outside Mary's bedroom celebrating Mass. And when I picked the host up at the consecration, my knees buckled and tears rolled down my face. I realized after five years of being a priest, more than ever, what this meant as I was holding Jesus Christ in my hands. And folks, I have never, ever celebrated Mass the same way again, because I realized what an incredible gift I had. About a week or two ago, a dear friend of mine, Pat, and I know she's watching right now, so I'm not gonna tell you her last name. She posted her first communion picture, adorable. And under her first communion picture, it said May 12th, 1956, and then first communion. And next to it was her first communion picture. And she put May 12th, 2020, yearning to receive Holy Communion again. Pat echoed the texts and the emails that I get and have gotten over these last couple of months. When I'm walking in the park or on the street, people stop me and say, the thing I miss the most is the Eucharist. I miss being able to walk up and to receive the body of Christ into my hands and to put Jesus 
into my very self. Folks, I get it. I hear you. And on this day, this solemnity of the body and blood of Christ, does this not speak to the very depths of our souls ever more clearly? Folks, the Eucharist reminds us of what Jesus has done for us, for you and for me. And it takes us even deeper because it reminds us of who we are and all that we have received in our lives, our very life, our relationships, our faith, our ability to serve one another. I've used this for many years. When I was director of vocations, Sister Marilyn Minter, who worked with me, a Felician sister, had a recording on her answering machine at her convent. We are transformed by Christ, Eucharist alive. Folks, you and me are called to be Eucharist alive for each other. That's the gift that Jesus gives us. And that's the gift that he asks you and me to share. True to form, you know, on this great solemnity, I have to end with a quote. And it's from St. John Vianney, who, by the way, in case you didn't know, is the patron saint of priests. He's the patron of priesthood. And this is what John Vianney has to say. There is nothing so great as Eucharist. If God had something more precious, he would have given it to us.